Welcome to the New Stories Podcast. The 2020-2021 school year has come to an end, and our rising 6th and 9th graders, as well as the graduated class of 2021, will be starting a new chapter in their lives. In this podcast, our rising students ask questions to our rising 7th and 10th graders, as well as an alum of the school, for guidance on what to expect next year. Up first, hear an interview with SSFS middle school faculty member, Lindsay Kellogg, as she asks questions from the rising ninth grade class to a rising 10th grader, Ethan. Hi, my name is Lindsay Kellogg and I am a faculty member in the Sandy Spring Friends School Middle School. I am here on behalf of the eighth grade class to ask some questions about what to expect as they move up to ninth grade. Joining me is Ethan, a rising 10th grader. Ethan, thank you for joining me. Let's start by having you introduce yourself, your name, and how many years you've been at SSFS. Hi, I'm Ethan. I'm a rising 10th grader and I've been at SSFS now for around four years. Thank you for being willing to sit down and have a conversation to give some advice to our rising ninth graders. What is something that you wish that you had known about ninth grade before this year? I think something that would have been a little helpful to know was that the workload is heavier than in eighth grade. There's a lot more homework and classwork to do. And it's a little more increase in the difficulty. Do you feel like you've been able to handle that more from the beginning of the year versus now? Yes, it was a little surprise at the beginning of the year, especially with uh, COVID because I was at home doing it. But I've gotten more used to everything, um, a little more comfortable. What is something that you really enjoy about upper school? The one thing I really enjoy is that, wow, there's lots of things I enjoy. One thing I like is that similar to middle school, but the teachers are very they're, they're very, they're very nice. They want you to do well. They want to make sure that you're doing the best you can and you're doing your work to the fullest. And if you're struggling, they are more than willing to help you out and they will help you out when I'm struggling or if I need help with an assignment, it's very helpful because the teachers are very willing to help me out. That's good to know, especially as you're adjusting to everything and as you're trying to figure out the workload. It's nice to know that at least you can rely on the teachers to help you with all of that. Definitely. So we did mention workload, but what is something different about eighth versus ninth grade? In ninth grade, there's a little more independence, meaning in the meaning the fact that if you have free blocks, the teachers won't be like, oh, you have to do work. They, they rely more on you to make your own decisions and be more responsible with your time on, by yourself. They're a little more independent. I feel like that's definitely a good, like natural progression from mm-hmm. middle school to upper school is just being able to feel confident making your own choices. So now that we've talked about the differences, the things you've enjoyed, I know that this school year was a little bit different, but what is a challenge that you've had to overcome? Yeah, especially with COVID, the challenge of we didn't have every classes every day. We only had classes two days a week in the upper school. So for one hour each, we only had two hours of in-person class. It was a little more difficult to get, I wouldn't say a full understanding, but it didn't make it any easier to understand and to, I'm trying to think of how to put this. We only have in-person classes two days a week, each for an hour. Unlike middle school, where I have classes for five days a week. 
So you can see the difference there and how two days a week could be different from five days a week. Is, is there anything that you had to do to kind of try to work through that? Because you're totally right that only having that small amount of time makes it much harder to learn all those concepts and things. Is there anything that you did to make it easier on yourself? Well, yeah, I think working with friends is very, is very helpful in high school. Not just if you need help, you don't just have to go to the teachers and communicate with your friends and they can help you out, study with them, do homework with them. I feel like that's a smart way to go about it because it's like, if you forgot it, at least somebody else remembered, hopefully. Yep. <laughs> so to go with that, is there any advice that you would give to someone that's going into upper school next year? One advice is to use your time wisely. It is very important that you work responsibly or else you could easily fall behind. So yeah, use your time wisely and, and work. <laughs> I mean, you're so right, especially considering that a minute ago you had just said that the teachers are kind of relying on you to take the initiative with your time. So that's, I feel like that's got to be one of the biggest skills you need to learn is just how to use your time and use it effectively. Okay. Is there anything else you would like to add that you think I missed? No, not necessarily. I think it's also just important to stay happy and also have fun while doing school. (laughs) Good. I hope you had some fun moments this year, even if it was hectic and different. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining me today, Ethan. And thank you for answering all these questions, helping our eighth graders move into upper school next year. So thanks for joining me. Yep. Thanks for having me. Next, hear an interview between a rising 6th grader and a rising 7th grader. Please note, due to some technical issues, the audio quality is slightly degraded. Hello, my name is Valen and I'm a 5th grade student at SSFS and today I'm here with Cindy. Thank you for joining me today. Yeah, I am a 6th grade student. My name is Cindy at SSFS and it's my first year here. Is there something you wish you had known about sixth grade? Nothing really. Um, but I feel just the level of work. What is something you really enjoy about middle school? I enjoy that we have we like we go outside a lot, and I enjoy the level of work, and I enjoy how much fun we have. But do you get to do work outside a lot? Uh, yeah. I've seen you a couple times near like the water garden. What is something different about fifth grade versus sixth grade? Something different is would be that we we more so like move around much more and had the campus. At my old school, we didn't really we usually stayed in like one classroom for all. Um, and so like sort of on that, um, how long will each subject be? And what is an example of, say, a schedule of your day? 
Each subject is around an hour. It's no longer than an hour. And there are some 30-minute subjects. So they're in the beginning of the day, in the morning, there will be three one-hour classes. And there's either two 30-minute classes and another one-hour class at the end of the day, or we have electives at the end of the day. What is the amount of, like, special classes and regular class day? We usually have... On we on Wednesdays I have art and I have PE and I have an advisory. So we usually have at least a f- like two one or two special classes a day of the regular classes. So what are you excited for in middle school? I'm definitely excited for more subjects in the day. And thank you for joining me. Bye. Thank you for having me. Our final interview features 2021 graduate Joss and SSFS alumna Taylor. Hello, friends. My name is Jocelyn. I'm a 12th grader here at Sandy Spring Friends School, and today I am here with Taylor. So thank you so much for joining us today. Do you mind introducing yourself? Hi, everybody. I'm Taylor. I graduated in the class of 2015, and I'm currently with the Sandy Spring community as the Advancement and Admissions Database Associate. Nice. Well, thank you for coming back to the community. Well, first, I wanted to discuss the time between your graduation and you returning back to the community. What is the one thing that you think you've learned from Sandy Spring that you've been able to carry out throughout your life following Sandy Spring? The one term that came to mind instantly was reflection. When you're preparing to leave Sandy Spring and then when you eventually take the leap, There's a lot of just natural, when am I going to get to that next thing? When am I going to figure out my major? When am I going to figure out where I want to go? So on and so forth. And naturally, your mind just kind of goes on this roller coaster of rambles. But just being able to really sit and reflect has been the key attribute that I took away from from Sandy Spring. And it's honestly, I've just I've used it in all aspects of my life to get through papers, to get through job searches, to get through you know, college decisions and, and everything. So I would say reflection um, was key. I totally agree. That is one of my favorite things about the school. Currently as a student, I love reflecting and I hope I carry that with me once I graduate. Speaking about graduating, personally, as I'm approaching my very last week of school, it's kind of nerve wracking. And I know there's a lot of things I'm going to miss. And I know there's a lot of things that I'm going to grow from because I was here. What is one thing that you wish you had known before you graduated? Hmm. There's a lot of lessons <laughs> that, that you learn when you leave. Sandy Spring does a really good job of giving you this personal autonomy of speaking your mind, speaking your voice, so on and so forth. So I guess the the one thing I wish I had known was that it's okay not to know. It's okay not to know things. And it's okay to, to take your time to find your next step, to find your time. That's what I, I wish I had known. 
So you mentioned college briefly earlier. How was your college experience and how were you, I guess, not able to implement things from Sandy Springs because you've spoken about how important reflection was, but do you truly believe that Sandy Spring prepared you for that? Yes, I do. After I graduated, I went to University of Kentucky down in Lexington, which is the complete opposite as far as size, school culture, location, the whole nine. At the time, I wanted to study sports medicine. So go to this big D1 school where sports is, you know, life (laughs) down there. And so I had realized that some of the the key community aspects of Sandy Spring, like being in a tight-knit community, being able to know your professors, your, your peers on a more like personal level, I didn't realize how much that meant to me until I had gone into an area that was the complete opposite. I actually decided to transfer and I ended up at Goucher College down in Baltimore, which is a smaller liberal arts college. You got to know your teachers a lot more. You actually knew them instead of just showing up for class twice a week for an hour. It's Sandy Springs' ability to to create these tight-knit groups that I think prepares us for college because you're going to have those group projects. When you get to know your professor, I personally feel like you understand the class better and why it's taught a certain way. But then you also figure out how to join different societies. I had the privilege of being on the track team. So I, you know, created my other small community outside of just class that helped, you know, navigate my way through undergrad. I think Sandy Springs' ability to create a community feel that then you are able to take a community feel with you is very, very key and is um, extremely helpful. So you touched on the importance of community, which I know I say this about a lot of things about the school, but it is one of my favorite parts, just the closeness that you have with people, regardless of if they're your peer, they're an administrator or a teacher. In your life, how have you tried to foster community outside of school or in school? That's a great question. How have I tried to foster community? My school path on paper looks like I've bounced. I was at Sandy Spring from seventh grade to when I graduated in 15. I did one year at Kentucky. I did three years at Goucher. And then I went abroad for a year for my master's. <laughs> I've kind of bunny hopped to a couple different places. But in there, I also did study abroad in England. But in that, I was able to, to kind of create these small, like, groups be small and I want to go back to the word community because that's really what it is this the ability to come and sit at a table with a particular person or a particular group of people to communicate differences effectively and to express one's opinion to connect culturally one of my favorite things in my life has honestly been my master's experience where I lived with 13 other people from 12 different countries and not so big of an apartment but when you went to the kitchen you smelt every region of the world. And I thought it was one of the coolest things ever. It was at that community, at that table, where we were able to discuss our different cultural backgrounds and our values and and where we connect with certain things versus why we don't connect with certain things. And so I think Sandy Springs' ability to allow us to be comfortable in those areas of feeling uncomfortable or being around different people, I think has been fantastic and such a huge attribute to 
to how I, I try to establish communities in, in my life. I, I thank you so much for that answer. And I really do that, that part when you said you could smell all the different regions and countries where people come from just reminds me of those little moments in life where everything just clicks and it's just so heartwarming, just like to be a human, as cheesy as that sounds. It's it really is amazing. And throughout this interview, we've talked about a lot of like great experiences and just like heartwarming stuff. But I would like to flip the coin a little bit and ask you, has there been any challenges that you've had to overcome since you graduated? Yeah, honestly, after undergrad, there weren't too many hiccups. I mean, I pretty much knew what my next step. So I'd say probably the most challenging part there was just being able to go live somewhere else for school. I had been to England other times, one for actually on intercession with Ben and Tom Gibeon and, and Gwen. So what was that like 2016? So I went on a on a Quaker pilgrimage throughout England and it was fantastic. So that was my first experience. And then I had gone later on for study abroad and it was with those experiences. I was like, all right, let's go back for master's. But it's a bit daunting, right? You're packing up your duffel bags and you're about to go fly across the ocean and go be in an environment that for me personally, I had never visited before. There was no, let's take a tour. Because taking a tour is a couple thousand to go fly and take a tour. Um, and so I think just that challenge of packing your bags and taking that leap, taking that next step, I think was probably the hardest post-undergraduate experience that I had, especially because I didn't go to school until October. So there was this long waiting gray area that I had to get comfortable with before I left. So, you know, you get comfortable at home. You're like, oh, I'm home for a few months. I'm eating good food. I'm with mom, dad, I'm with my dog. And it's like, oh, no, I still have to leave. And I leave for a few months. So, so yeah. And then, as everybody knows, you know, COVID has been, you know, shaking things up. And so my master's program, I flew home in March and I had to finish it from home. Different environment, no library, no study resources. Everything is kind of, all right, Taylor, what can you do from home? But honestly, having Sandy Spring nearby made it very relaxing because I knew I could have certain resources available to me to get the job done, so to speak. That initial move was challenge A, and then just being able to adapt when you come home for school, because at the end of the day, we're all going to come home from school, and we're going to have to figure out what's next. So reflect, find those moments. I just kind of used my, my toolkit that I was provided with. Yeah, you've definitely taken a lot of leaps right into things, and we really commend you for that. That is amazing. You've discussed a lot of transition between leaving Sandy Spring for high school, then changing your colleges, and then going to master's program. How do you deal with transitions, and what advice would you give to someone else that is transitioning? Yeah, how have I dealt? <laughs> a lot of a lot of sitting outside and thinking, <laughs> getting breaths of fresh air for one. Honestly, the the first thought that came to mind was a recent conversation that I had with Jody Leeser. She had her mug, her green mug that says the way opens. It was a quote that we that that I think we heard, we being like my class while at Sandy Spring had heard throughout our time there. It's been within the last few years that it's really embedded itself in the Sandy Spring community. And so Honestly, I think just remembering my own version of that, the way it opens, one door closes, another door opens kind of mentality has really helped me to navigate transition periods. It's it's okay to keep yourself busy while you're waiting for an answer. It's okay to 
to keep yourself busy while you're trying to figure out the next step because it can't be in every single moment of the day kind of thought process. You're going to get tired. <laughs> if that means you go for your walk, you go watch a Marvel movie, you go play a sport, you go work out to really figure out your next step, then that's okay. Because it may hit you while you're in the movies and you're like, oh my gosh, that's it. <laughs> or you're at the gym, you're like, yes, that's what I need to go do. And it pops into your head. So, so yeah, I would say the way opens, one door closes, another one opens kind of mentality has helped me navigate transitions. I definitely agree with that. And I think that can resonate for a lot of people, like even people in our own community, as you know, it's a K through 12, more than pre-K three to 12. So there's a lot of people who may have never had to deal with transition, but with COVID happening last year, we kind of all experience transition no matter what. So I know that resonates with a lot of people. And so I wanted to ask you one final question in the same vein of advice. Uh, What advice would you give to someone who is graduating? (laughs) To somebody that's graduating this year, I think the one piece of advice I would give is to expand your horizon. It's kind of hard right now with with things still being shut down or not having equal access to certain things or easily to to easily access something, I should say, like certain areas because of COVID, but where you can stretch, right? So if that means you go to an outdoor event, you go to a baseball game with some friends and, and you're safe in the process and you feel liberated from that energetic experience, then go, right? If that means that while you're on your college campus or whatever opportunity you've embarked upon post high school graduation, just to try something new and to feel okay with feeling uncomfortable of trying something new and to just step into at least one, at least one just different area that you've never tapped into before. Because you kind of figure out something new about yourself and And it also just, I think it's a freeing sensation when you try something new, when it turns out that you like it. I often think of my time with ceramics at Sandy Spring. I was heavy with sports and my my mind was solely focused on sports. And I had taken the art elective with Gwen and it completely changed my world. And that's what I did on weekends and dorm. And that's what I was doing when I wasn't in class or wasn't on the field. I was throwing pots, something I never thought I would do. So I would just say to, to stretch and to, and to have fun. Well, as someone who is graduating this year, I will definitely be taking that advice and I cannot wait to expand my horizons. Again, Taylor, thank you so much for meeting with us today and answering these questions. The time was really lovely. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. That's it for this week's episode of the News Stories Podcast. Thank you for listening.